What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Minari and The Courier. First, let's talk about Minari. Here's a quick synopsis. Jacob, a Korean immigrant, moves his family to Arkansas so he can run a small farm and finally become successful. This was one of the last Oscar films of the past year that I had not seen, and there was so much expectations for this film because of how good it was, and for me, it lived up to those expectations. This is one of the best films of 2020, and one of the biggest reasons why is because of the lead performance given by Steven Yun, who is best known for being on The Walking Dead and appearing in movies like Okja and Sorry to Bother You. He gives the best performance of his career. He's not a flashy movie star. He's subtle and it's super effective. He is playing a guy in Jacob who has a clear definition of what success is and so far in life, he has not reached it. Yun was super deserving of his first ever off. Oscar nomination. Steven Yoon's next projects include The Humans with Amy Schumer and Beanie Feldstein, the new Jordan Peele movie with Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, which I expect is going to be a horror film because Peele's last two films have been Get Out and Us, which could put Steven Yoon on the map. I mean, think about that. That movie is going to make a ton of money. Get Out was a huge mainstream hit. Us was equally a huge mainstream success. Yoon is also going to be in the Apple TV Plus series Beef with Ali Wong, who is one of the biggest stand-up comedians on planet Earth. So big things are coming from Steven Yoon. He is in the middle of a fantastic acting career. The two breakout performances from Minari come from Alan Kim and Yoon Young Jung, who is Oscar nominated for her performance Both have their best scenes together. Both are the heart of the movie while also being the comedic relief. And I also want to point out that Will Patton is also in this movie and he's best known for being in big films like No Way Out with Kevin Costner, Armageddon with Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis, and Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. And in recent years, he's appeared in indie films directed by great filmmakers. He was in Meek's Cutoff directed by Kelly Wright. American Honey, directed by Andrea Arnold, and now Minari, directed by Lee Isaac Chung. I really like Will Patton. I think he's a bit of an overactor, like in No Way Out. He feels like he's in a separate film from Gene Hackman and Kevin Costner. He's bonkers in that. And then in Armageddon, he feels like he's in his own movie. He always seems to be the center of attention. But I gotta give him this. Will Patton usually appears in enjoyable films. You can't talk about this movie movie without talking about writer and director Lee Isaac Chung, who made a brilliant movie about being an immigrant in the United States and the dangers of being obsessed with being successful. You don't need to be an immigrant to relate to this film. He was nominated for two Oscars for Best Director and Best Original Screenplay, and I mean that. You don't need to be an immigrant to relate to this film and what Jacob is going through. My favorite scene in the movie is when Jacob is being 
being called out by his wife Monica, played by Han Ye Ray, about the fact that he seemingly is more happy and concerned about his business than he is for the well-being of his own family. In the character's defense, he is both right and wrong. He's right in that him being successful is good for his family. He's wrong in that he's obsessed with himself being viewed as successful. That has nothing at all to do with his family. It's about his own personal pride. But at our worst, we can all relate to what this character is going through. We think, well, if I'm successful, everyone else in my life is going to benefit from that fact. He's being selfish in a way, but he's being selfish in a way that he doesn't even know he's being selfish. And I think we've all been there. We've all done selfish acts that we view as unselfish, so we put ourselves off the hook. And that's what Jacob is doing throughout this film. He knows deep down this is about him, but he's making it about his family so that he doesn't feel selfish doing it. I mean, yeah, part of this movie is about Jacob wants a better life for his family, but he also wants a better life for himself. And why shouldn't he? I mean, he spends most of his time depicting what gender a chicken is in the film. So, of course, he wants a better life, but he wants that to look like an unselfish act when his wife is realizing this is a bit of a selfish act. He doesn't want to be just a normal guy. He wants to be viewed as successful, and that's something as humans we can all relate to. I have never seen it so well portrayed in a movie and by a character than Stephen Yun and Jacob. I mean, we can all relate to that character. We've all been that character, and that's why I think this movie has been a massive, massive success, because we can all relate to this fan it doesn't matter that they're Korean. It doesn't matter that most of us watching are Americans. We've all been in those situations where we have been terribly selfish while thinking we are being unselfish. It's interesting that a lot of people feel like this was a down year for the Oscars. And yes, the ratings for the Oscars were way down. But there were some really good independent movies that got to have the shine. Judas and the Black Messiah is not independent, but I thought it was amazing. Sound of Metal had an amazing run. Mank had an amazing run. And I would put Minari right up there. Also, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You have One Night in Miami. I think 2020 was a really good year for movies. And I look at Minari as being the middle of the class of those movies. And that's how I can view it as a good year for movies. I think there are a lot of years where Minari would have been the best movie of the year. But because there were so many other films that Minari wasn't there. I did think Nomadland, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Judas and the Black Messiah were all better than Minari, and I think that shows how good of a year it was in movies, that Minari was not the absolute best, because this movie is pure joy. Yes, it's dramatic. Yes, it's relatable. It has everything you want and more in a movie. It has a great performance from a well-known actor in Steven Yun. I mean, that's what you want. You want to see somebody you know give a great performance you didn't expect them to give. It seems like every year now you also get great performances from kids. I mean in this movie you had Alan Kim. In News of the World you had Helena Zangle. Past years you had Roman Griffin Davis and Jojo Rabbit. I mean every year you're getting something really different and unique from a child actor. I mean Alan Kim again he's the heart and soul of the movie while also being the comedic relief. This movie 
movie Minari is both entertaining and insightful, which is rare that a movie has both of those qualities in today's world. From beginning to end, it's pure joy. I highly recommend you check out the movie Minari. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Courier. Here's a quick synopsis. Businessman Greville Wine is recruited by the CEA and the MI6 to go undercover and get crucial information about the Soviet Union's nuclear program. The number one reason I checked this movie out is because I had heard good things. This is one of the earliest films that came out during the pandemic. And also, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this movie, and Benedict Cumberbatch has become such a star because of Sherlock and Doctor Strange. He was also in a Star Trek film that people have taken for granted what a good actor he is. And in this, he's playing a man who's conflicted with whether or not to help for the greater good or continue to just live his life and provide for his family. For me, it's the second best film performance he's given behind only the imitation game. Both films are based on true events and he's playing real people. In this, Greville Wine and in the imitation game, Alan Turning. He was also great as Thomas Edison in The Current War and Stuart Coach in The Mauritanian. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is super good at playing real life people. He's amazing at it. I mean, when people talk about Cumberbatch, they talk about Sherlock, they talk about Doctor Strange, but for me, it's the imitation game. That was the first movie I saw him in, and I was blown away by him. He was Oscar nominated for that movie, so was Kira Knightley. I mean, Cumberbatch has had a really good movie career, other than those big tentpole films. He was in Atonement with Kira Knightley and Sir Ronan. He was in 12 Years a Slave with Michael Fassbender and Chiwetel Ejiofor. And oh, by the way, he was also in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy with Gary Oldman. I mean, look at the movies that Benedict Cumberbatch has been a part of, whether he's the leading role or whether he's in a small supporting role. I mean, just last year, he was in 1917 for about five minutes. This guy just wants to be in really good movies. And I respect that. A lot of people look at Doctor Strange and they go, wow, he's selling out. Doctor Strange is one of my five favorite Marvel films. It is super underrated. Mads Mikkelsen is great in it. You have Chiwetel Ejiofor, Tilda Swinton, Benedict Wong. The list goes on and on with that movie. Scott Derrickson, who's one of the most underrated horror filmmakers in the game today. Doctor Strange is one of the best movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And of course, I'm a huge fan of what he did on Sherlock with Martin Freeman. Every time we do this with an actor, I get so surprised about how we forget how good of an actor he is, we get obsessed with him as a celebrity. And not that we're obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch as his personal life, but we only think of him as the big movie star guy. We did this with Brad Pitt, we do this with George Clooney, but at the end of the day, they got this way because they are amazing performers. And in this film, The Courier, he is amazing in it. I also loved him in the current war as Thomas Edison. That movie featured Tom Holland, Michael Shannon, Nicholas Holt. If you have not seen the current war, I highly recommend that film. Cumberbatch's next projects include Spider-Man No Way Home with Tom Holland, Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse with Elizabeth 
Olsen, Chuetel Ejibor, and Benedict Wong. The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne with Claire Foy, Andrea Riseborough, and Toby Jones. And The Power of the Dog with Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, Thomason McKenzie, and Cody Smith-McPhee. Also in this movie, The Courier, is two of the best actresses working today. You have Rachel Brosnahan from The Marvelous Miss Maisel and Jesse Buckley from I'm Thinking of Ending Things and Misbehavior. Both have great scenes together and have great chemistry with Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, these are two names you need to pay attention to moving forward. Everyone in their grandmother has seen The Marvelous Miss Maisel show, and Rachel Brosnahan is insanely good in that role. But now she is tasked with almost the impossible task that any actor has been given is to be a character outside of that role. And in this movie, she's really good, but it will be interesting to see if people will ever recognize her for her work outside of that show. I mean, we've seen this over and over again. The Twilight Kids, the Harry Potter Kids, Cumberbatch with Sherlock. If you are thought as one character, people will not think of you as anything else. So with the success of that show, now comes this idea, well, is she going to be able to be effective in movies without people thinking about the marvelous Ms. Maisel? And Buckley has kind of become the independent movie queen. I mean, not a lot of people know the name, but the people that do know her, like myself, think of her as one of the best actresses working today. She just needs to be in that project that everyone sees and goes, wow, this person is a movie star because she has the ability. I'm thinking of ending things as the weirdest film of 2020. That's a Charlie Kaufman film that starred Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley. I talked about it on a previous podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, that movie is strange, but she is super good in it. I also loved her in Misbehavior. Again, I talked about that on a previous podcast. That movie with her and Kira Knightley and Gugu and Batu Ra, that was one of the better films of 2020. She just needs to be in a movie that is seen by tons and tons of people and then she will be a movie star. Also in this film is Marab Minzi who is terrific in a supporting role. He has fantastic chemistry with Cumberbatch and their relationship is at the heart of the movie. That relationship is why this is an incredible true story. I mean, this guy in wine had everything going for him. He had wealth, he had his own family, and then he created this unique and rare bond with this guy that he was willing to risk his life and be imprisoned by the Soviet Union and not give his friend up. There was a human side to this businessman, and not everyone would be like this person, but because he shared that unique bond with that one human being, I don't even think this was about his country. I do think it was about his family, but more importantly, it was about this this one bond with this guy and that's the human element of this character and that's why I think this movie is worth seeing because we would look at this guy on the surface and go why would he risk all that? He had everything going for him. He had a family. He had a business. He could go across any country he wanted. He was living a lot of people's dream life but at the end of the day he met this person on a one-on-one situation and became a friend to him and became more than that. They became like brothers. 
others. That kind of unique bond is really rare to see, and that's why I think this true story was worth turning into a movie. I mean, the other stuff is cool, but we've all seen spy movies before. We've all seen movies about the guy who's in over his head, and those are fun. Don't get me wrong. We all love those movies when there's a character who's the lead who doesn't really understand what's going on. That's what movies are, but why this movie is better than the rest in some cases is because of that relationship between Cumberbatch's and Minzy's character. That's what makes the movie for me. I think this movie kind of shows us where we are with movies right now. I mean, think about this. This is a movie that's a spy movie. It's an espionage movie that stars Benedict Cumberbatch. Like I said, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. This guy is Doctor Strange. He has won an Oscar. He played Sherlock Holmes in one of the most widely seen television shows of all time. This movie also has Rachel Brosnahan, who's coming off what? What does she have? Two or three Emmys by now for playing the marvelous Miss Maisel? Yet they are in a movie together. This is a thriller. This movie has not been seen by enough people. It's just a direct-to-VOD. I get it. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Not enough people have seen this movie, and that's why some people think movies are in a dire state. Movies like this are not going to be a hit in the movie theaters anymore. So that's why things are drastically changing with how we view movies. I mean, I keep going back to the imitation game, but that movie was a hit. That movie had Cumberbatch with Kira Knightley. That movie was nominated for Oscars. That movie did very well at the box office. Now, do I think that's a way better movie than The Courier? Yes, but The Imitation Game was given a chance to be a hit. The Courier is not even being given that chance, and this is the second Cumberbatch film in a row that I think is really good that not enough people have seen, right up there with The Mauritanian. Again, I talked about that on a podcast a few weeks ago. That movie has Jodie Foster, Shailene Woodley, Benedict Cumberbatch, Tahar Rahim is an unknown, but not enough people have seen that film, and not enough people have seen The Courier. So, for people who are in distress about where movies are, this is a reason why. This movie is very good. It is better than most movies out there. The problem, not enough people are going out and seeing this movie. I had to find this movie. I heard about this movie. I am a movie fan. That's why I gave it my attention. When Benedict Cumberbatch is in a movie, I care about it. I am still in the world where I care about who the lead of a movie is, and I don't necessarily think everyone else is. We are living in the world where A Quiet Place Part 2 would dominate no matter who's in that movie. It's about the franchises more than it is about the actors, and I want it to be more about the actors, because I love actors. And I also really want movies like this to keep being made. These movies that are about real stories, about things that actually happen. I mean, I had no idea about this movie, this story's connection to the Cuba Missile Crisis. I mean, there is a way for movies to be informative and entertaining, and I think both of the movies I talked about on this podcast today are both of those things. Minari and The Courier, they are the type of movies that still need to be made. I highly, highly recommend you check out the film The Courier. It has everything going for it. It's an espionage thriller with very well-known actors, Benedict Cumberbatch, Rachel Brosnahan, and Jesse Buckley. What more do you want from a movie? It's entertaining, it's informative, 
narrative. It's a spy thriller. It's a movie that keeps you on your toes. It's a story that you don't know anything about. It's like when I saw The Imitation Game, I had no idea who Alan Turning was, and then I was like, my mind was blown. That's the type of experience I like in movies. It's like Black Klansman, that Spike Lee film. I had no idea a black person infiltrated the KKK, but to watch that movie and experience it is something I want more from my movies, and for that reason alone, I highly recommend you check out the film The Courier. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, and this week I put the spotlight on the movies Minari and The Courier. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actor Edward Norton and the movie In the Heights starring Anthony Ramos. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.